I get those goosebumps every time You come around, yeah You ease my mind, you make everything so fine Worry about those comments I'm way too dumb, yeah It's way too dumb, yeah I get those goosebumps every time I need the hind Throw that to the side, yo I get those goosebumps every time, yeah When you're not around me Throw that to the side, yo I get those goosebumps every time, yeah 713 Through the 21, yeah, I'm riding Why they on me? I get those goosebumps every time You come around, yeah You lose your mind You make everything go fine Worry about those times I'm way too young, yeah It's way too young, yeah I get those goosebumps every time I need the hype Yes! Get it! Get in! Get in! Get in! <laughs> Welcome to Loaded Mag NUSC. Welcome to a Loaded Reaction. Welcome to Top of the Group of Death. Lads, how are you? Peace, I'll start with you. Three hours sleep after a mad dash to Newcastle and back. Mate, I said to you before, I'm going on a matchstick highs today, mate, honestly. But falling asleep. Unbelievable. Wow, uh, I can't, I couldn't describe it at the time. I'm just still buzzing. I'm still living off adrenaline. One of the best nights supporting Newcastle United by a million, million miles. Um, what a night, what a game, what a result. Come on. What a birthday. Happy birthday, Pete. Happy birthday. Dude, what what a way, way to celebrate. You, you get some great presents on your birthday. Take over two years ago and this. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, you get nothing next year. In two years' time, you might get this. And this. Ah, yes. Oh, oh. Yeah. Jeez. That's it. No more presents for you. <laughs> no. No. No more. I'm done. Richie, how's things? Well, as you know, I've just said, I've got a lot of uh, bad stuff going on at home at the moment. I've been off for the last few weeks. I don't know when I'll be back after this one. But... After last night, and as I just said, is in the green room before. If I didn't come on tonight, I'd chew myself to bits sitting watching it on the TV, like the viewers in the chat. Uh, after what we've been through as a channel, is not just people putting content out there for all the people out there who love Newcastle, but we've been through a lot since we've all met each other and become part of the YouTube world. You know what I mean? We're, we're like brothers now. We're not just you know mates. We're like brothers. You know what I mean? That's said I'd be chewing myself if I didn't take in the best night in Newcastle United history while we've been alive anyway with you guys. So I don't know when I'll be back after tonight because I've been going on, but I had to take in tonight uh, with you guys. So I'm glad I'm here. I'm buzzing like the rest of you are. Uh, and obviously, just, just go from there. We'll just go with the floor as we normally do, Das. Nice one, Richie. Nice one. Lucas, we'll cheer you up. Don't you worry about that. And look, we have we have boy George with us as well. Yeah, Chris, how yeah, are you? We do. We do. I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Or sh I'm should I based. say, uh... wow, 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 he's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I'm going to make some good. It's uh, I feel like I've been away myself actually, but yeah, I've um, I like I've been looking looking forward to the you know talking all things PSG tonight so much. Like you know, it, it only it only really hit home last night when I was looking. Uh, I was on Twitter and I'm having the ease of all the comments and pictures and videos and stuff like that, and I was just like, wow. You know, and when people, it was it, funnily enough, like I, as elated as I was last night, I didn't really like take it in. I was still in shock. Uh, and it was only kind of after the game and seeing people's comments and what people were writing, I was thinking, yeah, do you know what? This probably is one of our, you know, best results, best performances, whatever you want to call it, in recent times, if not, you know, <laughs> the past however many years. So, like, yeah, absolutely buzzing. But yeah, on a personal note, mate, I'm fine. I've uh, got me. Got me, um, what is it, eyeshadow and lippy off, so I'm happy. Uh, anyone that's any curious yeah, about what we're talking yeah. about, it that's what we're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to limit down, Chris. But uh, to be fair, I said to you at the time, it is, it, it's actually a, a pretty, a pretty good, um, you know, um, outfit. To be it was fair. a good effort, wasn't it? It was a good, yeah, effort. no, it is. Yeah. What did Lisa go as? She she went. It was an eighties themed party, so she went as like an eighties eighties themed girl at the time. And to be honest, most of the girls who went did that. Um, and you know, I uh, I just decided to go all out with the uh, with the our boy George. Nice one. Maybe we'll have to do a, a live version of that sometime, lads. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that after. I can't, I right, can't, imagine, the, I can't imagine the Aiken size in March 2024 <laughs> taking anyone like get boy George next year, mate. I don't know if they're ready for it. I don't know if they're ready for it. I <laughs> went on the it? screen. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, maybe not, maybe not in the Aiken side. Um, right, let us get into it, lads. Um, I don't know where to start. Maybe at the beginning and say hello, hello. We are the Geordie Boys. Some of the the the, the again war flags were outstanding as as yeah. we come to expect now. They're absolutely fascinating. Uh, look at some of the uh, the flags and everyone giving it loads. Uh, what an atmosphere! The cauldron, as they described it on TNT, TNT which was dynamite last night as well. Uh, their coverage of the game, but um, yeah, and just. When when that music went and uh, the the Champions League uh, ball in the middle there was was waving, I've been dying for that for ages. But Pete, you were there for that bit. What was that like? Um, well, you guys will see a little bit of it as well because I managed to capture a little bit. So um, I'll um, I'll forward it on to you guys so you can have a look. But yeah, honestly, I I think I mentioned it to you guys before before the other boys came on. Um, First of all, I've never seen so many fans in so early before a game. I've never seen a cauldron of an atmosphere before the players had even finished warming up. Um, it was it was just electric from the from the moment I stepped out into the into the into the stadium to the moment that I left. It was absolutely electric. Like I've never heard a celebration of a group of players finishing a warm-up it was like we'd scored a goal honestly like the the, the I, I don't know whether it was catching on on tv probably tnt didn't catch it as they should but the lads finished their warm-up right in front of the Gallagher. and honestly the roar from the whole stadium was just like it was like we'd scored it was just unbelievable and the players were up for it We'll talk about it in the game and the passion and the, the fist pumps. That was before the game. It was happening before the game from players. 
they will bang up for that game, 110%. I've just not seen anything like it. It was unbelievable. The the flags, everything. Like the one in the Gallagate, that picture that you put up, I've not seen that because I was in the Gallagate. So I had not seen ah. that picture. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I was one of the white flags. Um, so the, the last, <laughs> I think I'm the, I would be the, on the right-hand side, the, the white flags that are going up um, uh, on the right-hand side, the, the second row, um, I'm probably about midway. I'm up there. I see you. So I see you now. I'm there somewhere. <laughs> I, was, I was waving the white flags and, 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 and capturing a few videos as well. Um, but yeah, just uh, electric, mate. That's what. That's how I can describe it. It's just quality. I do want to add, though, because a few people have said, like, obviously, they've seen Lee um, in the build-up to the game. There was a little bit of trouble. Um, I was driving up at the time, and Lee had sent me a few videos um, of uh, he was obviously with the PSG fans because they have to kind of stay together. And the ultras that were the, for, at the front, and Lee and my nephew Max were were there as well. Um, and yeah, it was. It wasn't really nice to hear that they that bottles were being thrown um, from both sides. You know, both sides are to blame. There's no finger pointing at one or the other. Um, like Lee and Max nearly got hit with a couple of bottles. They had to kind of dive out the way, move out the way. Um, so yeah, it kind of like it 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 changed the atmosphere before the game. I think um, because he, he he Lee got up there really early because there was a friend of his. Um, the flow over from Paris that he met and, and took up to the game. They said the atmosphere before that was amazing. Fans were integrated, like having really good time. And then all of a sudden, like the banter that was happening turned to serious. And then it just kind of, but of course, it's only a small group of fans. The vast majority are really respectful and and, and very good. But I just wanted to throw that out there, like before the game, like, you know, it, 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 it wasn't what we're used to as Newcastle fans, seeing that type of yeah. uh, stuff before a game. But um, look, when we got into the stadium, uh, it, it lit up for sure. No, it's good to get that in, inside as well, Pete. Let's get into the team. And uh, here is the, the Newcastle team that, that Eddie picked. But you don't need to look at it in this form. Let's look at this. These are the legends that took to the field. What did you make of the selection? Uh, and I'll go to you first, Richie, because Pete, uh, we had spoken about it uh, on uh, Away Days. Uh, and uh, the one, one change that we had uh, from this was we, we were starting Murphy because we thought that Eddie Howe would do the similar day that he did to Milan, but he went all out attack and went for uh, for uh, Miggy. But Richie, what did you make of the team? I think he, with obviously with the, with the members that we knew weren't fit, I think he had to try and go with the strongest remaining lineup, uh, and I think that's where Miggy does come in. He is obviously the way he's been the last what eighteen months or so since the start of last season. Um, he's been, you know, a fantastic player for us on that right hand side. You know, he's going to put the work rate in, which he's going to have to do against the full box at PSG. Um, and his work was that good that a lot of the the, the work, well, to be fair, we'll, we'll, we'll as well say both full backs, a lot of the the work that Hernandez and Hakimi did were in their own half. The majority of the time they were in, they only got possession in that half. So that comes from the press, and, and Miggy's one of the best pressers. Of the bowling, we'd all agree with that. So, I, I obviously, I, I think he had to go with the strongest lineup, um, because of that. Obviously, as I mentioned, the people that were missing, we were down our bare bones in the mid in the midfield three realistically, um, 
So you needed to have obviously we were missing Botman at the back as well. Not that you'd have known last night because he's no. Botman Mark too. Was it, it came in for him last night? Botman uh, might get back in now. I know, I never know. know. Yeah. Ooh, you never, you never know. You, do, you never know. Um, but uh, obviously, I know we're going to get into that a bit more. But no, apart from that, I, I, you know, I think the team picked itself itself, and it was as you said the other day. In a way, it is. It was either or. Um, I probably would have went with Miggy, uh, like Eddie did, just as I said, just for purely down to strength in, in the team. So. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that one, but apart from up, Chris, we we'll go to you next, and I want to get your thoughts, Chris, because I know you you weren't you were kind of a bit worried about what we had on the bench as well. But your thoughts on the team and what we had on the bench? Yeah, I mean, first of all, just to say, I, I watched the um, I watched the away days with uh, you, you know you you and Pete and uh, Jonathan. Much and better, Lee, wasn't it? Was, the regular was guy was on it. Much much better. Yeah, no. To be fair, <laughs> it was. It was. You're right, Daz. You're right. Um, <laughs> but no way, honestly, it was a great show, really, really great show. And to be fair, you boys were, were spot on with the lineup. The only, the only different thing was, um, that as you say, Daz, that that conversation over Murphy and uh, Miggy, and in the end, Eddie Howe went for Miggy. You know, he, he went for the more attacking threat, which I'm sure we're going to get to very shortly. But yeah, I mean, it was it was like Richard said, it's the best lineup we probably could have put out. It was the most attacking lineup we could have put out. Let's say it like that. Um, it's it was just looking at the bench, wasn't it? I mean, you know, we know that we're missing a good number of players. Uh, and I was only saying to my dad today, you know, if if we'd have had the likes of Wilson, the likes of Botman, the likes of Joe Linton, the likes of Barnes, imagine we had them on the bench along with Hall and Libramento and Dubravka. All of a sudden, you're looking and you're going, that's a, that's a strong eleven, and it's a strong bench as well. Um, so you know, promising times ahead. But I had no problems with the lineup, and um, yeah. I was, uh, I was, I was pleased going into it. Let's look at the the PSG team sponsored by FC Twenty Four, which you had there as well, Pete. Uh, but what did you make uh, PSG? Lee was saying that they were going to go four three three, but they had four attacking players out there, and they they even they even played Noami and Ramos up top there. So that was uh, interesting. What Enrique did, but what, what was your thoughts on the the lineup? Um, I, I wasn't surprised. I, I, it was it was not not necessarily the lineup. It was the formation because it looks like in game it was like a four four two. Um, so it looked like they were playing with two strikers. And it's interesting he said like Ramos and and Kodo Moane because it very quickly after about ten minutes changed, and Mbappe was playing up top. Because he wasn't getting any joy from Trippier <laughs> uh, on that side at all, um, so therefore it, I think he had that first ball where he kind of like uh, like arrowed in, and and I think it was Dembele that put it wide uh, in the first half, and it was only a few minutes in. It was their first real attack, really. Other than that, he wasn't really getting any joy, and he ended up finding himself in the middle quite quickly. But I think the, their formation more than anything surprised me because it then left them three on two. Um, and we had we had the extra man, um, and at times it really did tell. But um, that was probably the only big surprise. Um, yeah, there's one or two players that they probably could have played, but they were more attacking players. Um, but no, uh, the formation, as I said, more than more than anything. Cool. Let, let's fly through the game and get to the good stuff. I'll stop with every goal. Right, first half, four minutes in, Mbappe 
to Dembele, uh, lots of space, space was shot wide of the post. 13 minutes in, Miggy intercepted and shot over. 16 minutes, an intercept from um, uh, Bruno. Uh, Isaac had a shot, great save for, uh, from uh, the keeper. And uh, Miggy was there, follow up to follow up. Uh, goal for, for Miggy, uh, first goal in the Champions League since 2003. Uh, PSG or Rattles, Newcastle are all over them. Uh, what did you make of the first goal? Chris, I'll go to you first. Um, what did I make of the first goal? <laughs> Other than the fact that I was just completely in shock uh, when it when it actually went in. Um, you know, we we were pressing, we were you know really getting at PSG, um, and then I think correct me if I'm wrong. I think Marquinhos uh, p- tried to play a crossfield ball or clearance. I think it was a crossfield ball. I think he was trying to be clever, and then Bruno obviously headed the ball down. Isaac got a pretty good shot away, um, which Donovan managed to save, and then obviously he could only he could only spill it out, couldn't he, to uh, to Miggy, but. I mean, we do criticise Miggy for not being two-footed. Um, and when he arched his body to hit it with his left, I was just thinking, just hit it with your right. Just hit it with your right. <laughs> but he did that and he, he caressed it into the into the corner. Um, so, you know, showed great composure. Um, and it was, a, it, was a, it was a smart finish. And when you, when you watch it back, for him to have to change his body shape the way he did, he did he did really, really well with it. Um, so I thought, I thought it, was a, it was a good finish. Um, but yeah, I just wish at the time I was I, for that split moment. I was thinking, just hit it with your ice, just hit it. You haven't got time to do that, but he managed to do it. And uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a cool finish, and obviously put give us a great platform then going into the rest of the game. Definitely, Richie, your thoughts on Miggy's goal? Do you know what I think? The one thing that shocked me most about the goal, obviously, the press was fantastic from minute one. You know, even when uh, Anthony Gordon got the, you know, we won a goal kicking, I think it was in the first minute. And then Anthony Gordon, he's, he's like veins were popping out his arms and his head, just like the celebration of the press and getting the crowd. Behind. And then yeah. the thing is, oh, it set the tone for the rest of the game from that first minute. And part of that press was one of the reasons why I think Marquinhos was trying to be clever player at the back because he was trying to beat the press by playing that ball out. And obviously, if that ball had been, you know, like a foot high, yeah you've technically beaten a lot of the midfield press, but because he put it so low and it, Bruno was able to win the ball back. And to be fair, the header could have went anywhere, but look, you know, it dropped straight to Isak, the one person you want to do. And it was a hell of an effort by him. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was a fantastic save by Donnarumma. But I think what, you know, don't get me wrong, Miggy's finish is phenomenal. It's, um, you know, obviously, I know Donnarumma gets blindsided, but what makes it a much special, more, more of a special goal for me was the fact that, I thought he must have been in a wide, like out wide on the right, even more than what he was to use his left foot, rather than he came from deep out, you know, centrally to to get his body round that way. He was like it was as though he was playing a game of twister or something. Do you know what I mean? To get his body in that position to get his left foot around it and put it in that. Obviously, we know he's like a wizard with that left foot. If what, if what, in all honesty, lads, um, and pretty much his right foot to stand and foot, but. That, the, the way he got his body into that position to actually be able to do that, it was some. It was a phenomenal technique. To be honest, I don't think any. There's nobody else on on our team could probably do it because they're not that one footed. Um, but that was what what made the goal for me. Seeing the replays and seeing how good he was to do it from the position he was in. As I said, if he, if he was cutting cut in from the right and did it, 
it's a, it's an easier finish to do because you the ball's coming onto you. But the fact he's come from as I said more centrally towards the edge, the you know box centrally, and has to get his body all the way around it to do it. It's a phenomenal finish, it really, really is. And you know you saw on that picture that you put up, Daz. Uh, he was ecstatic. You know that all the celebrations were like that for every single little thing. As I said, throw-ins when we're winning tackles and putting the ball out and goals. It was yeah, just it's clever. phenomenal to see that team spirit and the euphoria when we celebrate anything as a team. Now, uh, you know, as we said, it set the tone for the rest of the game. And fifteen minutes in, and the two armies on cloud nine. Yeah, you know, uh, you, 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 you're spot on to, to mention that, that Gordon, uh, there, Richie, in that, because, yeah, it, it was, Bruno started that off, and now everyone's doing it. Dan Byrne does it as well in the game. It's just, especially when we win, it, it, it's, 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 it's something uh, to look back on. And uh, But, Pete, you were down the opposite end of, of the, the ground. What was, what was your view like of Mickey's goal? Uh, I just couldn't believe it when it hit the back of the net. That's all. Uh, you don't see it as clear as day as, as what you do on TV, that's for sure. But, um, yeah. Well, what you could see is the press, just outstanding press. Couldn't, they couldn't handle They couldn't hackers, couldn't handle it. Um, for as good as PSG are, couldn't handle the press. It was one thing that was talked about before the game. Um, can And it, really interestingly, um, all the French media was asking Eddie Howe and talking about Newcastle's press. Um, they knew. They knew it was an issue um, and we made it an issue and I loved it. Uh, brilliant all round. Great win. Was it Tonali that wins the header? That, that Bruno. 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 Sorry. Bruno, yeah. Sorry. Um, uh, Bruno wins the header. Uh, Richie talked about the, the finish. Um, the way he bends it around the defender means that's why he scores the goal. As simple as that. Um, it, it's, it's a very unique style and, and Richie's right. He's, it's purely because he's one-footed, because he's learned to play that way because he is so one-footed. He plays with that foot. So he learns to take shots with his strongest foot that no other player would do because they're, because anyone that's two-footed, like we've talked about, it, it would have been taken with his right. It was a, It's an underrated finish. Yeah, People will say it wasn't the best of the lot or was, wasn't considered as good as some of the others. Um, we'll probably have Shaw and Dan Burns up there ahead of it, but yeah, uh, I think it's a it's a, a sensational finish, um, and it goes right into the side netting as well. So it's the perfect finish uh, where Donnarumma uh, can't get to, and he's a flipping and he's a big guy. Jesus Christ, he's a yeah, monster he's... goal. He literally <laughs> covers most of the goal, um, and it, it's it, it, for some people um, they'll be surprised why you can see before, but. Not me. Um, uh, th- thanks, Miggy. My I lost my voice after that that goal went in. I I shared yeah. this a lot. My yeah, little I boy had just gone to bed, and my my voice is gone. I think he even played, sent you a message after that, but my my voice is gone at that stage. He did. So it only came back in the middle of the day today. But I think we have one of these. Super chat. Whoa. I like that. <laughs> the long oh, Colin Nickel. Look at that comment from Colin. Thanks, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself, Colin. Darby speechless after last night's performance. That's all it is. Well, I don't blame him. Yeah. Yeah. I was speechless yeah. myself for half of, half the day today. But uh thanks, Colin, for, for the donation to the channel. Thank you, Colin. As always. Uh, 
Right. Let's move on. You didn't know. Thank you very much, Kamal, uh, for the two times. Super chat. <laughs> you know it sounds sound like Zelda. It sounds like Zelda. When you know yeah, when you, if you ever played Zelda and you get something and he kind of he, he <laughs> puts it up in the air, it's it's literally like that. It's I like YouTube oh. don't think it sounds like Zelda. The, the clip that have to, we'll have to remove the sound again. Need, Thanks to YouTube. We need a trophy. We need a trophy to do, and then we lift it up, and that's the that's the uh, that's the that's yeah, the noise. Uh, thank you uh, for contributing to the channel, top man. Yes, come on. Thanks, come on. Right, let's get back into it. Because there's more. It didn't just end there. 24 minutes. Uh, Shar had a, sh- a low shot after Tripp's corner. Um, Newcastle, it, it, when, when they were out the, without the ball, they were kind of playing, looking like they were playing a 4 5 1. That, that across the middle, they were in five, uh, waiting uh, uh, for, for PSG, but pressing them as well. Uh, Newcastle first every ball. Uh, Isaac uh, got a head injury then. He's uh, on 30 minutes. He had the old Terry Butcher, the sheer bandage on him then for a while. Uh, up until halftime, he, he changed it out then. Um, after that, 39 minutes. Scramble in the box. A lot, a lot of messing in the box. Uh, ball back in from Bruno. Uh, big damn burn. An unbelievable header. Here, I have it here somewhere. Uh, the, this one. And um, yeah, then there was the, the, the ball did cross the line. It was so clear as day on, on TV that the ball had, had, had crossed the line. Went to a VAR check. About 10 minutes later, we, we got to find out the, the, the result of that VAR check. Uh, but it was all linked, the delay was linked to a potential um, the cells handball. But uh, with the cells not actually putting the ball in the, the net, it did not matter. But uh, th- at th- this stage, we're 2 0 up against um, PSG. We're in total dreamland. Uh, Pete, I'll go to you first. What did you make a damn Burns goal? Um, well, it was, a, it was a really good passage of play, um, good ball in. Um, you know what? Lithuania is so good at set pieces because he just keeps things in play. Like he just puts his head on everything. He puts his body on the line. Like he, uh, I don't know. Like he's always been good for us in set pieces. And yeah, there's the there's the controversy of the of the handle and the rest of it. But he keeps things in play. He makes defenders have to make decisions on things. And the ball lands. Um, yeah. But, it was interesting. Uh, Dan Byrne said in the interview after the game, he went mad at Bruno because he took the shot rather than putting it, crossing it in first time, putting it to the back post. But um, yeah, Bruno, obviously, great bit of play. Good save from Donnarumma. Flicks it back in. And yeah, it was. Uh, it, it felt like we had Alan Shearer back on the pitch with the way he, the way he towered above his de- defender to, to slam the ball <laughs> into the net. Um, uh, we just thought it was an outstanding save from where we were the other the other side we're thinking out has he saved that but um yeah uh, and then obviously the offside comes in but it was interesting because everyone was like oh that you know chance missed and then all of a sudden because we can see the screen from where we are it's got goal check and everyone around me is like goal check what are you on about well, and saying, a fridge as well yeah i would say yeah yeah it did actually uh i'm saying well if it's goal check clearly it was a goal so they were they're checking just the situation whether it was offside. We thought it was the offside. Apparently, 
and you guys might correct me, um, it was something to do with the Lascelles handball that they were checking rather than the offside. We just assumed it was the offside for Bruno because of where he was. Um, we were like, well, it was a goal. So they're clearly checking to see whether everything else is okay. And then after a long, long wait, um, the referee, we, we did have a start to have a feeling. We were kind of half jumping because the ref was taking so long. We were thinking it's closer than we think. Like there's a chance here. And when it does, we just go mad. I've got to give a shout out to a, to one of the old boys sitting next to me, um, uh, Jacko. Um, what a guy! Oh, one of the old boys. He was a bit suspicious when he came. He was because the normal scene ticket guy was obviously wasn't there, and he was like, "Oh, who are you?" And he was like, "Asking <laughs> questions." He was like, you a Newcastle fan? He's like, "How long you support the club?" Like, proper like interrogating me. Like before the game, he was like, "Jacko." He was like, "If we don't win, you ain't coming back and sitting here again." I was like. Now. And then by the end of it, he was like, "You could come again." I was like, "Yeah, I need to that." <laughs> you should have started uh, speaking. Please, that would have really. Yeah, oh my God, no! Uh, I'm glad I can't speak it. But um, there was there was there was tension in the air. There was there was a lot of tension. Uh, Jacko, there was another old boy next to me. Bless him. I'll talk about him in a little bit. But yeah, it it was a little bit of tension there, and then it just erupted again. When Dan Burn scored, uh, and it was official. Brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff all around. Richie, I know you will have done your in-depth analysis on the whole VAR the situation, but uh, what did you make of the goal? Well, just add well, obviously what peaks. Obviously, he couldn't tell for what was going. Obviously, originally it was for offside to start with because the line had put the flag up, and then as that play had gone through and they realised he wasn't offside, that's when they checked the the cells handball, but. Apparently, the, the ruling is if the cells are put in after a bit like the one that uh, Gordon had the other week at Sheffield United, where he had the ball, where he laid the ball back to the long staff because it wasn't him who scored the goal on this occasion, it was another passage of play before we scored, so that was why it was allowed to, to stand. Um, but for what for me, the, the one thing that we knew as soon as it got, was a goal, you could tell from the angle, as Dad, Dad said. There was no way it wasn't over the line, and you you were you were thinking, why is he not? Why is he? He's you know he's watching not gonna yeah. hold him. Yeah, you, you think that's, that's, you can tell. You don't need to have you know Hawkeye or you know over the line technology, whatever. You could just tell that it was over the line, and then obviously it's when the ball comes out, and then you say it, and you think, oh, it must have been offside. That's why he hasn't given the goal. But what if you if you put the picture up with Dan Byrne and you, you on, on what you had it before, Daz? And it doesn't actually show how good a jump he was because there's like there's another picture that's been doing the round and he's actually level with he gets above and he gets level with the crossbar. And now I know he's a tall lad and stuff, but still to be able to jump with that much power and to go above your defender and be level with the crossbar, that takes something to do. But this is what happens when you've got Geordies in your team at St James's Park at home. Who knows what it's like for Newcastle to be the Champions League the first half? He made every single effort to get that ball over the defender. He was not letting that defender. He that was his ball. That was his moment to double Newcastle's lead, and he put everything on the line. And I, I think he, he saw the reaction when he got it. He was saying, "How on earth is that not being given?" But see, yeah. even now he's still pretty tall. Yeah, but. He's he's more horizontal at the time then, but when he actually took he, he takes off, he's actually his head's level with the 
Uh, the, Superman the style. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I saw that. I saw. I did see on the round, and I thought I didn't know if you'd put this on. Can you remember the old uh, Honey Monster video? It was. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yes, that was doing yeah. the round today, and everyone was saying it was Dad Bird and stuff like that. Yeah. It was, yeah. I just, yeah, I just, I just thought, I, you know, I, I wouldn't surprise if Dad had dug it out and put it on tonight. Um, it was just, but look, seriously, I think the only thing that dampened it was how long it took to to actually award the goal. Um, and I'm I'm just so pleased that when it did get announced the goal, that Dan Byrne didn't, you know, the euphoria was still there because sometimes it has that dampening effect where you think, oh, well, you've lost the, you know, the the momentum and the the, the moment's gone. He didn't let the moment go, and the rest of the team didn't do that as well. And it's and obviously the the fifty two thousand capacity didn't let him uh, not do it either. It was just it was just phenomenal to watch and. He comes up with big goals, does Dan Byrne. You know, big Dan Byrne comes yeah. up with big Dan Byrne goals as well. You know, he's done it less at the Leicester game, obviously, last night. He did it against Brighton when we needed to, you know, put us on the line for qualifying. For the he's got some really huge goals for us. And I couldn't have been more pleased from last night. I really, really couldn't. Uh, I'm going to come to you next, Chris, and, and, and Dan Byrne's goal. But I, I watched uh, Keith Downey's uh, video earlier. And Keith Downey says that every time Dan Byrne scores, Sean Langstaff scores. So at halftime, he put a uh, bet on Sean Langstaff to score next 25 to 1. He got. Wow. It's a nice one, Keith Downey. And he like cleaned up with that. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, knew you'd like that. that. Yeah. But um, yeah. you happy with uh, Big Dan Byrne's goal? Yeah, absolutely, mate. I mean, we've all been crying, crying out for Dan Byrne to, you know, get his head, uh, you know, in the in, on the ball in the box more. You know what I mean? Like he, for his height and the fact that he is, you know, pretty decent in the air, he, he should he should really be kind of scoring more goals. And um, I know, you know, he, he got that fantastic goal, didn't he? Yeah, against uh, Sheffield United, really, really good goal. And then he, he follows it up then with the, you know, this brilliant goal, um, you know, last night. And I think. I think with Dan Byrne, he, he's taking risks more. Uh, someone in the chat wrote just earlier, you know, that um, our, our defenders are really starting to get involved now in the goals, and it's, yeah. it's great to see. Kevin Trippier was flying the flag at the start, but now, you know, the centre-backs are getting involved as well, and I was delighted for Dan Byrne, absolutely delighted for him. Um, in terms of the goal itself, I, I, <laughs> I couldn't believe how long it was taken, and it's funny because we were watching at home, Pete, and Obviously, we had all the commentators and stuff, you know, filling us in and telling us what's going on. And it was funny because I knew straight away that I knew straight away it crossed the line because I could tell from the way that Donnarumma was like, he was too far back for it to have not crossed the line. And then Bruno looked on side to me and Jermaine Genus, I think it was, he was saying, you know, in the commentary, oh, it, you know, uh, he looks on side, he looks on side, it looks like the left foot's keeping him on side. Then we saw that replay and then we're thinking, What's holding this goal up? What 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 are they what are they looking for? And then we yeah. saw Jamal Lascelles jump up in the box and he heads it down and I think it hits his arm. But as we all know, different passage of play. Um and it, obviously it wasn't intentional and his his arm was down, you know, he headed it down and it hit his arm. Um so I don't really know why it took so long, if I'm honest. Um, but um absolutely delighted and again I was equally in shock because I was thinking, Oh my god, we're tuning up against PSG here, and it was still so early in the game. Um, so it was it was it was a, a brilliant goal, and I'm just made up it was Dan Byrne as well because it, we know that that will have meant that little bit more as well. The fact that you know he he scores and he's a local lad, definitely love it. Right, love, 
we've got so much more to get through. Let's go out and move on. But uh, before we got to halftime, both both PSG fullbacks were in yellow cards. Uh, so they had some corners towards the end of the half, but we got to halftime 2-0 uh, up, thinking, wow. Wow, wow, we yeah. What is happening here? Uh, but anyway, uh, we move on into the second half, and uh, we didn't have long to wait into that second half because uh, Trips plays a delightful ball, lovely pass into the box for Longstaff, who uh, who smashed it home, three uh, nil. Yes, we're not dreaming three nil Newcastle at this stage, Longstaff. Wheels away with his celebration as well. But um, Richie, we'll go to you. What did you make of uh, Longstaff's goal? Do you know what? When you were first breaking through, I'm, I'm shouting, pull it back, pull it back, because I, I think it was Isak was in a more a perfect central position for the ball to be pulled back. Um, and I saw him take the shot on, and I thought, it's going to be tough to beat, as Pete said before. Donovan was a big, big goalkeeper. He feels a lot of the goal, and it's going to take a lot to beat him from that angle, especially one on one. But I tell you what, crack and finish. It was going to go right in the bottom corner, and I know that Donovan got. There was a lot of people giving him a bit of gypsy. He should have done better. But if a shot that low down, bear in mind he's such a big lad to get down that low to a shot hit that hard by Longstaff, because we know that Sean Longstaff can get some power behind these shots. He's not going. To, it's, it's going to be really, really hard for him to keep it out. Which it proved, um, and I don't really care after that. I just I was it's another one of those things where another local lad who's grown up, you know, a few miles down the road, black and white pouring through his veins, you know, puts three nil up on on PSG. It's just you know you could you could never have dreamt it any better. You know you, you you've got to look at the journey that Longstaff's had over the last few years. You know. Three years ago, he was potentially his winner to to uh, Chris's team um, down the road from him. Do you know what I mean? And for you know a knockdown price and stuff like that. And it's yeah. you know what he's we're, we're talking now about how, how you know we appreciate how when we've when we've we've bigged Sean Longstaff up quite a lot of time. We've said how our midfield doesn't tick without Sean Longstaff, and I think last night's display the way he was part of that midfield. Um, Bear in mind, you've got Bruno and Tonali, who are probably two of the the world's best or, or up, up and coming sentiment fielders in the world. To put him to play in that three, to get that reward last night, put him on the world map as a star, not just you know a Premier League star, which even some fan bases would probably turn on and say they wouldn't class him as one. But when you see him, that that's why that he's okay. That's why one of those. Go on. <laughs> to be fair. I don't even think you know he's he's known Trippier for years from when he was at Spurs, so that's probably the reason why reason why he picks Trippier to be fair. Because Pope's now out the window, he's not looking at Longstaff, he's not looking at uh, Anthony Gordon. Gordon. Who, to be fair, Gordon should be in that squad all day long, especially when you've got one of the games as a friendly. Do you know what I mean? It's this is when you want to be testing up all your talent, and I think that's the, the shocking thing about the Anthony Gordon one in particular is the fact that he's come through the under twenty one system. He knows how England want to play to the England DNA. So, so for him to be keep getting knocked back, it's it, it's a bit of a scandal, to be fair. But going back to Longstaff, couldn't be happier for the lad. Um, you know, as I said, his journey over the last three years is, you know, from one extreme to the other. Um, you know, he said at the end of the, in his interviews, obviously, I don't know whether Pete saw that because obviously he might have been travelling back down, but 
you know, he, he said that there's a few of those lads that were on that pitch last night were on the way out of the club and thought the careers at James's were over. And you could see that they were really upset about that, but but it made them appreciate everything that they're going through now because they've been through the lows of the lows like we have as supporters. But now they're going through the highs of the highs. They're getting the benefit of being the players and delivering that for us while we're still feeling the highs of the high. Um, but I tell you what, mine, I said this to the Ben, I said 3 0. I still wasn't, I wasn't like resting my laurels because you're playing and you're playing oh. PSG. And then exactly. we'll see after this, we would obviously the Hernandez pulled on back and I said to the Ben, because if it had been 3 0 at 80 minutes, I'd have been done and dusted. But 3 0 at 50 minutes, Nah, yeah. can't relax. Well, we're going to get to that, Richie. But at yeah. this stage, we're 3 0 up. Uh, Keith Downey's the happiest man in St. James's Park. Sean Longstaff <laughs> is the second happiest man there. And there's a man that's seen a goal scored right in front of him. He's, he's the other two are up there, they're in the pitch. Pete, what did you make of Sean Longstaff's goal right in front of you? I lost my phone and my keys again. Ah, <laughs> 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 I didn't have zip pockets. I lost my phone and my keys again. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I actually lost my phone on the Almiron goal and it kind of passed <laughs> halfway through the celebration. I just go, I, I, I was hot, normally on my pockets and I didn't on my right hand side and it went. And so I was like having to search for my phone. It went down the back of my seat, grabbed it and then just carried on going mad. For the, for the long staff one, I lost both. Like they were both like either side of me. <laughs> I was just going mad. I was like, I'll find a winner in it. <laughs> I was just like, might not be able to get home, but I'll celebrate anyway. Uh, it was just a great passage of play. Um, we could see the space and we were like, we could see the space open for Trippier to play that ball for, for Longstaff. Yeah, and that ball was on a lot of the game, actually. They just didn't follow their men into the box. Not, not like we did. We, we tracked our men really well. They didn't, they let players just run past them. And it was a great little bit of running. And, and look, Longstaff has said that in previous um, interviews that, you know, Trippier and uh, other players in the squad tell him to do it more often. And he should, he should make those runs because yeah. he's dangerous in that position. And um, it, it, it was, when he hit it and it came off Donnarumma, we thought it was a bit like the Shaw one, or, or the opposite end where we thought it was in, we thought it was in, but then it went just past the post. And we're like, oh. And then all of a sudden, it just rustles up into the net and it just erupted. It was like, it was crazy. And it, it, he runs to obviously the corner where we are and the, the players are just all like, obviously jumping on him and he the fist pumps to the fans. It was just amazing. And I have to have to give a shout out to the other guy next to me. So I had Jacko on, on my right and on my left. I don't know the guy's name, but he was with his son. I think he must be some of his late teens, early twenties, and um, we were all celebrating, going mad. And uh, I look around, and he's just sat in his chair, and he's just like he's just in like tears. He's just like, and I looked, and I put my arm on him, and just said, "You're right." And he just said, "Like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. like he just he just could not believe that we were three 0 up in this game, and like." It made me emotional. Like I had tears. Like I, I said to you boys, that like, I was in bits during the game. Like it's just, it just makes you think. Like this guy was probably in his fifties, maybe even in his, in his sixties, and he's seen some, he's seen some bad times in yeah. this club. And to be at this moment that there, it was just, oh, it was amazing, amazing. Honestly, a very, very emotional time for everybody. There was just, yeah, 
at that point in the game, everyone's just looking at each other, arms out, like, what are we seeing right now? What What are we experiencing right now? Honestly, it was what has happened? It's broken. The matrix is broken. Uh, Chris, what was happening in Liverpool at this point? Was the vape machine oh, going mad? Mate, it was nearly blowing up. It was nearly blowing up. I had my head, I had my head on my hands. I think it, I think it was actually after the Longstaff goal. And I was just like, I can't believe this. Sounds similar to the fellow who was on the Pete's left. I, I I didn't I didn't cry last night. I filled up, but I never cried. But um, I I at three 0 I was just like, I can't believe this is happening. I literally can't believe this is happening. You know, I I think I've reminisced with Pete. Um, was it earlier today, Pete? I think I messaged you saying, like, you know, I've been to so many away grounds, so many home games, and you turn up and you support your team and whatever and you've always kind of thinking aren't you oh we're gonna get bastards today like we're gonna we're probably gonna play crap we're probably gonna get bastards but you still go anyway it's like you've got to go um and you know watch watching us recently has been surreal last season was incredible but this season like some of the performances you just like I, I just i just can't can't get over it um and last night none more so um but yeah fantastic goal from sean longstaff he did really well um you know it's right that he, he should get forward more. Um, I do believe that he does sacrifice himself in terms of doing a job for the team, which we've spoken about previously. And it's interesting because I know a lot of people now are, you know, saying, oh, you know, maybe having Sean Longstaff in this team is is good. You know, maybe, you know, he is underdated. And us lads have spoken about it numerous times. You know, we, we, we've, we've said that our team is better balanced with Sean Longstaff in that midfield. And sometimes it's not your best players that you want to play it's the players who make the team balanced and make the team you know work effectively and that is what sean lockstaff is to us he's integral to this team at the minute and you know long may it continue but in terms of the goal you know the ball comes across to him darts forwards and he does what every what you're taught from a very very young age hit it hard and get it on target because the ball can ricochet out, you get a corner, you, and you you might even get a goal, and that's exactly what Sean Longstaff got. And um, I was I was delighted, and I think it was at that moment I was thinking to myself, we've got a bloody good chance of winning this now. Like Richie, it's not over, but I was thinking we've put ourselves in a fantastic position. Um, so at three 0 yeah, I was I was I was buzzing, and I think it was then I started to believe. You know, we, we could win this now. We could win this. Just before we move on, Daz, uh, <laughs> Chippy, Chippy for Prime Minister's come up with a fantastic comment here, and I just want, want Pete to see it. He's saying, let's have a whip round and get Pete a handbag for his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> get him a little man bag for his keys and yeah, his phone. Yeah, you know the one yeah, the, the Rock has? The one picture of the Rock? The one, yeah, one the, come out, come out from the chat before we have to get... Uh, Peter Manbag for his birthday. But actually, yeah. going back to what you said about the atmosphere, obviously both me and Chris have mentioned it about the you know 3-0 and still not being relaxed and stuff. Obviously, Daz, obviously, I know you mentioned it your bit, but I want to know what Pete thought about and what was the atmosphere in the stadium at 3-0. Was it so fioric that you didn't give that a thought, or were you more concerned that damn these could still get back in it's not over yet? What what was it like in the in the ground? Honestly, I've never heard an I've never heard an atmosphere like it. I, 
at three nil, everyone's singing, everyone's dancing, everyone's backing the players because it wasn't long after that three nil that I think we put another tackle in, and there's another fist pump and everyone's up for it again, and it never kind of was like we're three nil, we're comfortable, we're going to win this game. Nobody, nobody in certainly around us, and it didn't feel like that in the stadium. Nobody felt like it was done, and everyone was still right. We need to keep working. We need to keep pressing. We need to keep doing the job that we've been doing for God knows at that point. What was it? 50 minutes, 50 something minutes. At that point, we need to keep doing what we're doing. So every every ball was being kicked by the fans. Every tackle, every time we put it even out for a throw, there was a there was a come on. Like honestly, the amount of times that we saw it from the players, but every time we we did the the old kind of come on like the fans were doing it back to the players i've never done it so much in my life like we were all doing it together because we were all in the fight like so it wasn't like we thought that the game was done um equally we i didn't i don't think that we felt like they, they could get back in it because we were just playing so well and we just wanted the players to keep doing what they were doing because it was still early you boys already talked about it, it was still early in the game so it was it like you said, I think you might have said it, Richie. Like if it was 80 minutes, I think we would have had like party mood, everyone yeah. high-fiving and all the rest of it, because we would have thought the game was done. Because it was still early, there was still a little bit of nervousness there. So it was like, keep going, don't give up, don't sit on your laurels. And maybe in my mind, I kind of had Liverpool in the back of my mind. Like you don't want to be I, I had Man City from last season in my head at yeah. the same time. Yeah, yeah. That's and how I like, had it was yeah. it, and it was like that. Like you, yeah. you can hundred percent use both games as an example. Like you don't want to feel too comfortable just in case something comes back to kind of to kind of haunt you late on. Um, and that that was kind of the that was the feeling that we had. But and so if, if anything, the three nil raised us again. Not just because we scored the goal, but let don't let things slip. Keep going, kind of thing. It was it was that type of atmosphere. Right. Richie, you could be the only one that wants to talk about this. We'll, we'll bring it up here. We have to mention it. PSG scored a goal. Lucas Hernandez uh, brought, took it to 3 1. Uh, went to VAR. Uh, there's an offside check. The goal stood. Uh, he beat, beat the offside trap. Uh, our clean sheet was broken. Um, but I uh, want to say anything about that, that, that goal. I don't. Forget about us. Let's move on. Right. Uh, sub on the 46 minutes. Tunali off. Anderson on. Uh, 68 minutes. Um, Dembele get away from Byrne. Uh, but Lascelles put in a brilliant tackle uh, to just put him off his shot, really. Uh, and then uh, 70 minutes. Miggy off. Murphy on. Uh, 76 minutes. Uh, Pope saved from a Dembele. A quick shot that he took. Uh, 80 minutes. Burn header um, from a trips free kick uh, was straight at the keeper. On the 90th minute, here we go. This is a beauty thing of beauty. This one. Um, Char with a wonder goal. He he wins the ball uh, in the tackle. Uh, lovely one-two with Murphy. And then just sticks it in the top bins. Cue the celebration. Newcastle 4-1 up against PSG in our first game at home in the Champions League in 20 years. Dreamland. Uh, 
right in that corner as well, Pete, where you are. But I'm going to go to Chris first. Here, and also right in that corner where Paulie Slater, who's in the chat as well, is. And he had the, the Irish mags, mags flag in the corner. I saw it on display uh, when the goal went in. But Chris, what did you make of that one? I was just about to do it, mate. Mate, and he done it as well. He done it. And as it as the goal went in, I thought, Pete's going to be at St. James's doing it. Daz will be doing it. Richard will be doing it. We're all just going like that. Oh, mate, mate. It, is just, it was just... And you know what? Um, I, I didn't... I didn't... Um, I didn't give it the credit it deserved at first because when... Obviously, when it went in, I was just buzzing and obviously made up. And then they showed the replay. And the, you know the, the fact that he wins the ball back so high up the pitch, so he's he, you know in the, uh, what minute was this? That's was ninetieth like minute. Ninetieth minute. Bloody yeah. It was like eighty-eight. 90th minute. He's pressing to go and win the ball back high up the pitch. He gets it. Little one-two. Still looking for it. Receives it back. And then when you watch the replay as well, it's brilliant because just as he's approaching the ball, he has a little look up and goes, "Yeah, I fancy that." And then just hits it. And then as he goes to hit it, he's fallen. And he just like he just like shapes his body and curls his foot round it. Ah, brilliant. And I had I had um this you'll love this, and it just shows just shows what we're dealing with. I had my blue mate onto me because he was watching it, and he was like, Oh, another another lucky goal. He never meant that. <laughs> and I was like, Lad, what are you on about? Sure. What are yeah. you on about? At this point, I told him to get to bed. And it is just <laughs> I would have said, get in the championship, mate. Get in oh, the championship. Mate, honestly. He's like, yeah, yeah, he never, he, another lucky goal. He never meant it. And like the replay, you see him heading towards the ball. He has a little look up at the goal and then just bends it. It was a brilliant goal. And um, Fabian, Fabian Shah, you know, completely deserved it. The commentator was saying, obviously, he's played Champions League football before. He's now coming back with Newcastle. And it was it, it capped off a magnificent performance from Fabian Shah. I just thought he was brilliant. Um, you know, keeping out one of the world's best players. Um, just just fantastic, absolutely fantastic, and made up for him. And yeah, obviously all this was going on as well. It was just it was just great. Just great. Richie, Shah's goal, our three point five million pound sign in from Deportivo La Coruña. Being the, the talk of comparisons with Albert now as well today, and uh, uh, got got bruised for a while as well. Uh, it must yeah. be noticed. But uh, what did you make of the goal? To be fair, I think there's been a lot of fans of Shaw on this channel from day one. You know, we we all appreciated that. Yeah, he was a good player. You you could see it when under Rafa when Rafa was there, he was he was a yeah. different player under Rafa and and Bruce. Uh, but I just want to bring up Rich Jobbins' comment here because I think this summed up everything, and it's a fantastic comment. Um, Shaw press and win the ball in the final third and ninety-first minute epitomised our whole performance. That the the effort he put in to get that ball when he saw it going out, uh, some people might turn around and say it's risky diving in from that far if you're potentially the last man uh, up there, you know, because if he, if he misses it, then you know it's it's a it's a counter. Uh, with the people in that that PSG you've got in that forward line, it's really dangerous. Uh, but he only did it because he knew he could do it. He knew he could get that ball. Uh, he was a hundred percent sure. And that goal was all about Shah's hard work. We we know he loves to. He's a he's a fantastic ball carrying uh, centre half. And after that win, obviously, even before he laid it off to to to, to Murphy, I think he had that thought in the back of his mind. I'm I'm going to have a crack here. 
but obviously he got closed down in the first end, which is why he went to Murphy. And then Murphy had the presence just to think, you know what, I'm going to tee him up. And it was a lovely little well-paced layoff for him. And I just... I just thought he's he's gonna hit it. It's gonna be it's gonna be like the forest one again, isn't it? It's gonna be one of them mm-hmm. ones where it's just you know. I, I think I think all of us we were all there for the forest one, weren't we? Went the opening yeah. game last season. Yeah. It was yeah. we, that's right, yeah. And I just thought it's gonna be one of those occasions again. And I saw his foot slip, and I thought, oh, it's gonna go to Billy Rose Eddie because he's. But how on earth he managed to get his foot round it, keep it down with that much placement? And that it was top bins. Look, post stamp all day long. With his standing legs slipping, that seriously, that that's one hell of a finish, uh, and you know the, the, there were some fantastic goals like that, and that just it did it literally just put the cherry on the top of that performance last night. It put the cherry on the top of that Eiffel Tower and that PSG logo. That's what that did. Little black black and white flag waving at the top of the Eiffel Tower. That's what's going to you know happen what, over there in a few weeks. Yeah, just to add to what you've said, then like tech. Technically, Fabian Charles brilliant. As a footballer, he's absolutely brilliant. Like you know, he's not only is he a good defender, but he brings the ball out and he's passing. And it's no surprise. I know at the back end of last season, we were all speaking and saying that you know eventually we'll have to bring in a replacement for Fabian Charles. I've got no doubt that we will. But I tell you what, it's going to have to be some bloody replacements because he's more than two point five million. Yeah, puts his body on the line and he's just so comfortable on the ball. He, he he's like he's like the right sided version of Sven Botman. And I just wish Fabian Shaw was like the same age as Sven Botman. Because if he was, it'd be petrifying. Because he, he's he just as he's getting older, he's just getting better and better and better. And he, he he's he's been absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Sven Botman, was he the lad who used to play before the settles came on the scene and, and blew him out of the water? Um now, there's a lad in the stand here that we have to go and talk about. He's already lost his keys. He's already lost his phone. <laughs> Did you lose your mind when Char put, put made it 4-1? Um, when you listen to the, the, the... When you see the video that I've sent to you, Dad, you, you Which we'll put out that. as a fan cam, actually. We'll put it on. Um, yeah. Try and send it out as a fan cam. I, I'm just screaming. I'm just... <laughs> I think I'm just <laughs> screaming. I, I think at one point I'm like, oh my god, like what have I just seen? Um it was just it, it was just unbelievable. What what a strike. What one of the one of the top Champions League goals that you're gonna see probably this season. Um just amazing. It, interestingly, I don't know if you guys remember there was an there was a Dembele um ball through where he puts it wide because it um Lascelles comes over. Yeah. And presses really well. He was a man mountain that game yeah, uh, yesterday. Um, he, he comes over and, and, and narrows the angle. Um, and I look at Shaw and I'm like, "Where's Shaw?" And he, he was, he was. He, he, to me, it seems like it was that position, but he was instructed to press the ball high up, and he did so again. Um, exactly what you boys have just said. Um, great tackle, risk tackle, made it work. Um, but that finish. If you look at it from behind the goal, the the way it hits it, the board is actually set oh, yeah. like outside of the post. Yeah, it's outside of the post and it whips in, and that's the only reason why it beats Donnarumma. And only someone of Shah's caliber can score a goal like that. He hits those balls all the time. Like you yeah. think of the type of goals like that that he scored. Forest is the example. That Forest, yeah. um, Burnley, 
he did it before years before that. He just like, likes that postage stamp corner. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 any player, any player that scores those type of goals, they will say that when you hit the ball initially, you hit it if you're aiming outside of the post and then whip the ball round. Because that way, by the time it whips round, it's so far into the corner that the goalkeeper can't get there. Now, Donnarumma is at full stretch into that corner. He's at full stretch. He's a, like we said, he's a big guy. He gets himself his crosses. His footwork's good. He gets himself across. But the only area of the, of the goal that he can't get to is the area. It's a perfect goal. It is the perfect, the top bins goal that you can, you can ask for. Um, and to do that in the 90th minute, when you've ran yourself into the ground, when you've blocked everything that's coming to the box, when you've headed everything out, like Fabian Shaw, Chris, I think you've just mentioned it, um, or, or Chris um, or Richard, I can't remember who one of you just mentioned it, it's going to take a hell of a player to replace him. It might have been yourself, Chris. Um, at times, we question Shaw because of his pace, and then he puts performances in like that, and you go, how the fuck are we going to replace him? How are we going to get a player that not only defends like his life depends on it every single game, and he's so last, last he, he's great with a tackle, but he's great with the last last ditch tackle, which is not easy for a defender. That's 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 a skill. That's that's not learned. Being able to be last ditch, he can do it all, and to be so good on the ball, switch play, amazing, mm. to score goals like that, like. That's 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 hard to live up to. He's a baller. He's a baller. He is. He's a baller. He's an, an all round. You, oh, he's what thirty one right now, maybe thirty two. Yeah. I can't remember which one. Like, if he was five years younger, oh, how much would he cost in today's market? I'm telling you, Man you City know, would be after him. Roman do you remember Rich, the shocking thing is as well, Lord Pete? He's not even getting in the Swiss starting lineup. I just don't understand how. That's only because of his age. That's only because of his age. They're kind of weaning him out. In my opinion, they're weaning him out right now. They're not the same international team without Char, you know. They're not the same I'm happy with I'm happy with it. Oh, yeah. To be honest, I could care less about it. Remain neutral. Remain neutral, people. <laughs> it's like it's like last season. Doesn't boys. want to don't care about England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I have to do it every day. Yeah, it's, like, it's like last season, isn't it? You know when um, we we went through that spell where Joe Linton was making those pressing runs and we were talking about them, and Sharp was just finding them 40, 50, 60 yard balls. He just pings them, just pings them effortlessly. And uh, I think it was, I think I'm sure it was against West Ham. Where the West Ham and where it did like where it was a low ball, wasn't it? It was like oh, a dark all the way through. Yeah, and it just it, the way he hit it, there wasn't even any bend on it. It was just like driven, but it was at the perfect height for Joe Linton, who fantastic touch. Joe Linton to bring it down and then bury it, and then we had you know the commentators. I forget who they were at the time. It was Jamie Redknapp and somebody else, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you know, it was a bit a bit of a hopeful, bit of a lucky ball." And you think, do you not watch us week in week out? He does that every week, and I'm sure a week or two later, he did exactly the same thing, and exactly the same thing happens. That that's how good Fabian Shaw is. Do you know what? The, the, it's it's funny you mention that because I technically because the first centre back I can ever remember doing that was Rude Hullet. 
in his heyday. He could be like that deep lying centre back, deep, and he could spray the ball all over. He just he was, and he got raves about it. You've got Fabian Shadow. He just doesn't get the credit he deserves. He really, really doesn't. To be able to do Rude Hullard sort of passes like that, and he just, it's only the Newcastle fan base I'd appreciate him because I don't know, I just, it's its shocking that he doesn't get the credit he deserves as a player. As I, as I said before, he's a complete yeah. other baller. He really, really is. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. I'm done all there. Daz, you're yeah. all over this. He, he throws yeah. himself into everything. He does, yeah. Every time he goes down, actually, you know, just to end on char, we have to go up. Sexy football. There. Charles got his own emoji now. A chat though, hasn't he, Daz? Sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Every, every time he goes down, I just they are the bandage in the head, char bandage in the head. I think then we, we have a chance. But uh, look, that took us to to full time, four one Newcastle. Uh, looking back to two years ago, where were we? J- Jamie Rubin put this out. Uh, second bottom in the, the the Premier League in October 2021 to where we are today. Uh, that'll be two years ago, around the time of your birthday piece, to two years now uh, later to where we are now. Absolutely amazing. And look where we are, uh, top of uh, the group of death, top of the group on four points, sitting pretty at the moment with Dortmund up next. Uh, and... Uh, that shall be another home game. Uh, very, very interesting. But, of course, we have to have one of these, the group shot. Uh, and uh, you see everyone's in there. You have Joe Willock. You have Callum Wilson. You have Joe Linton as well. You have, you have everyone uh, in there celebrating. And why not? Uh, what what performance. Uh, one that l- l- will live long in the memory. Um, that was the game. That's... Anthony, you want to say to to to, to finish it off on on the game? Do you know what I, I, I want? I want to ask you get yours opinion on this because it was something that Shea gave and mentioned last night that we all remember the Barcelona game in '97 when we won three two, and it it's like the five nil against Man United as well when we beat them in the entertainers. He said that that game will get talked about for years to come, right? And I'm I think it will, but I just want to think because of the the trajectory Newcastle are on now and what's forecast potentially for Newcastle in the future. Do you think this game will get as much uh you know talk about as like the the Barcelona one did in the future because it might just be you know going forward another one of those games? W- what do you think of that? I, I see where you're going with this. Uh I think it'll def it will live long into the future, but I'm hoping that we we won't have to wait twenty years for another one. I think there'll be there'll be more on the corner, but because it's the, the first one as well, and everything that means against PSG and Mbappe, and but we didn't even mention Mbappe in the show. This is the first time we we mentioned him, which is nuts. Um, uh, so yeah, it 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 will live live long, Richie. I think, but um, I'm hoping that we can trump it again. You're on mute, Pete. <laughs> Sorry, man. I was talking to Mrs. earlier. I, 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 I agree. I, I, I actually think, I actually think for for various different reasons, I think it trumps the the, the Barcelona game for what it means to this club. Um, I think everything around it was was. I think there's some similarities: injuries, players missing, but but the the team still performing. 
against a fantastic team. Um, on top of that, I just think everything around the takeover, everything you guys just mentioned, the atmosphere, everything being there when when people think that we probably shouldn't be there, we're, we're there earlier than expected, but yet doing that on the biggest stage of them all, um, I'd probably put it um, above above that. But I'll, I'll just mention, because uh, a few people have asked, um, come, I, I will shoot in, in, in a minute or two, um, that some people have mentioned about Lee, um, that the, <laughs> I got a voice note from Lee, but I didn't, Put it. I didn't listen to it until I got in the car, and I was on, I was on the way back home. Because um, I tried to I tried to go and see him after the game and like speak to him, but they got, obviously got the away fans got get kept behind in in, in Europe, and uh, so they were they were kept behind for about thirty minutes. But that was like thirty minutes after we left, and we didn't leave for at least twenty five minutes, maybe thirty after the game. Um, so they were there for a while, um, and the the stewards wouldn't let us in. Um, it wouldn't let me go and and kind of wait for them because obviously the, the the concerns about the psg fans and stuff um but lee's put something i think yeah he put it in there well deserved fantastic performance tour psg to shreds but it's exactly what he said um he said you know psg didn't turn up but that's because newcastle was so good he was like never never experienced an atmosphere like it um, at St. James's Park before. He'd not been back since the early 2000s, so he, he, it was amazing for him to go back. And my nephew, um, what, he's 18 now, or nearly 18. Um, he'd never been to St. James's Park, and he absolutely loved it. I have sent him a message and said, you know... Is he coming to join us? There's still time. I did say <laughs> that, there's still time. Uh, and I got the... Uh, I, he told me where to go. Uh, he, he's, he's like his dad. He's a Paris boy, but uh, um, but they absolutely like said the atmosphere was amazing. And actually, the guy that went with them, Julian, um, really really nice guy, um, PSG Ultra. Um, he he couldn't believe the atmosphere. Uh, I think from what Lee Lee said, and he might correct me on this. He said he turned to Lee after a few minutes, and he was like what is this like i've not experienced anything like this before and he's been to many away game across europe he was like wow like this is crazy um so for a paris fan to experience that at st james's park says everything but lee said look we deserved the game he was like like you guys meaning us we we worked we 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 were better than them we fought better than them we played better than them um and we fully deserved the win um, there is no no complaints there whatsoever. Um, so uh, as I expected, he's a football man. He knows the score. He, he supports the team, but for, he, he, for gives, he gives. A, yeah, there you go. <laughs> he, he's, he's a he, he knows. Like I say, he knows his stuff. He knows when a team is superiorly better than the other, and, and that's what we proved um, tonight. But um, just before yeah. you go, pick up, and I'll ask you lads as well. But I'll let Pete answer it first. But obviously, I know he wants to go. Just. Obviously, there was something that I heard on the radio a bit today, and it was that yeah, we beat PSG, but we 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 didn't beat a good PSG because it wasn't the the the, the you know the, the PSG over the last few years have had Neymar's and Messi's and all that sort of thing. Um, but for me, what was more annoying that than that is the fact that they didn't give Newcastle the credit for the players that we had missing as well, because obviously we had half our first team out. And as we've already discussed as well, there's what three quarters of that team were playing under Steve Bruce. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? And we're on the way out, 
why aren't we getting the credit? Why is it always the uh, the national media putting us down for beating an average PSG, not the, the you know the work the goal getters of the last few years? Why do we never get the positive media that we should after last night? You know, I thought to be fair, I thought the TNT coverage I said I thought was fantastic for, for, right. regards to Newcastle. I thought they were absolutely brilliant in it. You know, it, it bigged up Newcastle as being an English team in Europe. Like, I think the Champions League shows should be on those channels. But then you go to the national media and obviously there was all a, a few journalists lowering the tone again last night when obviously we were so euphoric and making out about the other stuff that we, we know goes on because of the Middle East and the Saudi and the uh, Qatari regimes and all that sort of stuff. But just going back to the football side of it, did it not annoy you that you when you see you hear this national media belittling or trying to belittle how good our performance actually was last night? For me, um, I'm hard into it now, Richie. I, I I don't I don't really care. It still um, it just still pisses me off that all that the, the, the no, I, I get it. I, I get it. I get it. Um, I don't expect it. Um, I'm not being funny. I kind of like it. I like being the, I like being the ones that they don't like um, because when we because when we win, uh, we we can we can kind of shove it in their faces a little bit more. Um, so that that's the way I've gone now. I've gone from being angry and frustrated and, and pissed off like many Newcastle fans like yourself to a certain extent, Richie. But for me now, I've gone the other way. I've gone well. Yeah, look, let's let's face it, lads. If they can't write anything positive about that night last night then they've got an agenda it's as simple as that yeah right yeah you, you, yeah um there, there was the guys on sky sports that do the the paper show yeah um, and there's one of them there's one of them that writes for is it samuel something he writes it was for, sam he, wallace, he, it was sam he, wallace. He, yeah sam wallace that's the one he, he and he does a lot of stuff for like man united and all, all the big clubs and uh, they're asking him questions and he's he's literally praising newcastle but he's literally stone-faced doing it through gritted teeth and I come back from driving and I put it up at Sky on and I was just laughing because I just thought it was hilarious that he you you cannot not praise Newcastle for that but he's literally doing it through gritted teeth you can tell he hates every word that he's saying and for me that makes me smile that makes me happy it really really does like I I it, it, I have to be I have to be fair people like talk sports listen to talk sports on the way home like so Jason couldn't leave. It's not really very, very positive towards Newcastle at all. Uh, him and um, the other one, um, Jamie O'Hara, uh, Jamie O'Hara. O'Hara. They, they were kind of, you know, they were really big in Newcastle up and, and giving us our, our flowers, which we fully deserve. Um, I don't expect all national journalists because they're given agendas to write good pieces, bad pieces about Newcastle. Um, but the most important thing is, like you said, the likes of TNT, the, the ones that Michael Richards and um, J- Jamie Carragher is it CBS? Um, yeah. the, the ones that Jonathan Johnson works for and um, Ben Jacobs used to work for, um, they were absolutely quality. Like they were properly invested in Newcastle. Um, and they're the ones I care about. They're the ones I care about, the ones that have given us our flowers, that, that actually see Newcastle for what we are now. Those negative ones are always going to write negative stories, in my opinion. Um, but I'm, 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 I'm just just before I go, I'm going to shoot. Um, uh, man of the match. Um, I'm not necessarily going to give a man of the match because I'm giving all of my all, all of the all the boys eleven, in my opinion. Um, I, I just think 
I yeah. couldn't not give them all eleven for me as well. The 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 ratings that they oh, deserve. Not, not for me. Not for me. I'm gonna give well. No, my oh, oh. my oh my gonna Bruno a thirty nine. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll agree with that. Um, but I'm going to give shout outs. Um, Jamal Lascelles, outstanding. That boy, yeah. right, who's coming for our, arguably our best centre back, has he he has been sensational. Yeah, he has worked hard in the background. He's not yeah. moaned. He's got on with the job. He's lost the captaincy to a point for Trippier, but he was superb last night alongside Fabian Scher. We're rats lyrical about Fabian Scher, rightly so. He was sensational. Jamal Lascelles, wow. For a player that we wanted out not long ago, he has developed his game. He's he's invested into Eddie Howe, and he, alongside many others, has improved. He hasn't played as many games, but he's massively improved. Bruno Gamerez, that's probably the best performance I've seen him play for Newcastle. Unreal. Unreal. He, uh, remember, Daz, Lee talked about Ugarte? Yes. Uh, Bruno, he, he doesn't Bruno, have all his war. That's, that's what he said. Bruno pocketed him all day, yeah, all night. He was sensational. The, the, the risk football that he played, I swear to you, the risk football he played, the, the twists and turns in difficult positions and opened up space, like that guy was on a different different level um and i'm gonna give props to someone that we might not necessarily talk about too much but he i thought he was sensational in his role and it's um alexander isaac i thought he was he was superb he's learning that back to goal pressing game that's really not really part of his game but he has really learned that um and he gave himself to the cause. He obviously had the bandage, he cut himself, he carried on playing, he was a warrior. The high press, he set the tone for that, alongside Anthony Gordon and Miggy. He helped get the first goal. Um, and yes, he didn't score, but I tell you what, he did a hell of a job for the team. And I could see around 85 minutes, he was spent, he was done. If Wilson was fit and ready, he'd have been off. But he carried on Trojan and he carried on working. So I'm I'm giving my shout outs to those three players in particular. There were others that I'm sure you guys will talk about, but I just thought they were three players that really kind of stood out for me that had um really good games in their own right. But um before you go, Pete, before you go, um, because you talked about giving flowers there the other day. So I thought it was a perfect link in to what's happening tomorrow. And we have to give flowers to one chap tomorrow. And I hope he gives us them back in return. But it's this guy who's on tomorrow at 9, 9 p.m. So one to watch tomorrow. It's Mr. Dan yes. Lawless. Back for a way it is. <laughs> he is back. And he's really looking forward to coming on with us. And um, he's got a busy night because obviously they play tonight and they're doing their show tomorrow. But he was like, look, I want to come on. Yeah, I, I've not even seen the result, but I knew there were 2-1-0. So yeah. no doubt they'll be waxing lyrical. But, um, you know, he, he did drop a message. He was really respectful. He said it was an amazing win uh, for Newcastle and uh, fair play to all of us. So I'm sure he'll say the same tomorrow. Uh, respect to him. But, of course, he's going he's gonna to be shameless. He's going to be shameless. At some point. You know expect nothing like. less. And, and the last time we had him on, he was he he was under the weather. He had, he had the the flu, so uh, he'll be off firing on all cylinders now. He will. The yeah, conference champion. Should be a good one. Really good. Looking forward to it. And so is he. So should be a cracking one. Good. 
nice one. Um, Pete, if you need to rock on, enjoy the rest of your birthday. I'm sure uh, boys, absolute pleasure to be on with you to talk about that tonight. Um, love it, love it. Everyone in the chat. We haven't said it. We've had nearly 300 in the chat tonight. Everyone click the like, Magic. click the like, sub, do what you need to do. Um, come and support the channel. Get us towards 7K. Um, boys, I'm out. Uh, thank you. Um, you've made my birthday, along with my wife, a very special one. She's got food ready. You the catch up. I'm going to go. He's there. She's waving, <laughs> but you can't see her. <laughs> but um, I'm going to go. Where's my Boys. FIFA? Or what is where it's called now? <laughs> FC24, I'm going to bust this later on. Can't yes. wait. Take care, boys. Good night, mate. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, mate. Take care. Legends. Right, lads. Who are you having as your man of the match? Because we're not doing ratings. Uh, we did them already. We'll give them off the scale. Uh, for me, it's so hard to pick a man of the match, but I, I'm, I'm going to go for Bruno. Uh, I, I decided last night I was going to give it to Bruno. I just thought he, he's, he's back. He's back to his best. And he, he was really a shining light last night. There's there so many. There's Char, there's so Everyone. They were all absolutely immense. But I'm going to go for Bruno. Richie, who are you going for? I, do you know what? I completely agree. There was just so many that could have you could give man of the match to last night. I was actually surprised that uh, Miggy got awarded because obviously we saw him with the trophy and the videos and stuff last night. And because for me, I thought there was so many players that were. Don't get me wrong, Miggy had a fantastic game, but I thought there was still a few that were just literally above him. And I think I, I've got to go with agree with Bill Ashby. I think Fabian Shaw just last night. I thought. You know, that along with the whole back four, realistically, that the front four that they've got is an exceptional front four, and to pretty much keep them to two Dembele chances, really, you know, that weren't even on target. It's a you know, that's a hell of a performance. But I just think, you know, as as we mentioned before, the fact that that effort he showed in the 90th minute to press, win the ball back, it just epitomized the whole Newcastle performance, let alone his performance. Uh, so I'd have to give it to Fabian Shaw. It's not often we give it to Fabian Shaw, so I think it's a, it's a, it's a good chan- chance to uh, to give it to Shaw. Give it to Shaw. Chris, are you wiggling your finger like Richie and giving it to Shaw? I was. I was literally going to use exactly the same line as uh, Richie. I was going to say I agree with Bill, and now I agree with Yano. I, I also agree with Ke- uh, sorry, Yano. There's someone else who said it, and I also agree with Richie. Yeah, Fabian Shaw. I thought, he, I thought he was outstanding. Although, as a few people have pointed out, there was a, a good number of candidates uh, tonight. I don't disagree with you, Daz. Uh, I thought Bruno was incredible. Um, you know, Pete, Pete mentioned it was one of his best games in a Newcastle shirt, and I, I can't disagree with that. Um, loads of people in the chat here are saying Bruno. A few people said Sean Longstaff. I think he's definitely worth a shout. Um, Miggy obviously got it. The list is endless. It, you know, you could argue Jamal Lascelles. I mean, you know, he's, he's not played all that much yeah. football in the last two years, and then he comes and does that. You know, um, so yeah, for me, it was Fabian Shaw, but lots of lots of fantastic performances. I think two two talking points for me, Dabsy Dad. I know I'll just get your pins on this, but it was like, it, I think the talk about Jamal Lascelles, for example, right for the, for the start, we've. We've heard a lot of talk from Eddie over the last, well, since the start of last season. Well, pretty much since the takeover has come through, and he's he's lost his place. That you know he's he's a fantastic player in the in the you know in the dressing room. He's a leader and all that sort of stuff. But it's good to see that obviously what they're working on on a, a training pitch on a day to day basis, he's benefiting from as well because when he has come in, he's never let the team down. 
he looks a completely different player than what he was at other times in his Newcastle career. We, you know, and we're, we've all been crying out for a replacement for Shaw. Is this a reason why we haven't jumped the gun and replaced, you know, brought in another right centre back? Because, because of how well the cells developed in the background that we have. Because obviously, you look at Shaw and Longstaff and Miggy, and they've been playing every week. So we've seen their development under Eddie's coaching. We haven't really seen the cells as, you know, development under, under Eddie Howe because he hasn't been on the pitch that often. But now we're getting to see how much he's developed, you know, thanks to Eddie's uh, yeah. coaching. But the second part of the question, obviously, you can answer both things. Did anybody else hi- find the instant regards Nick Pope last night quite hilarious? Because it's been a talk and a point in our household for a long time about Nick Pope's appalling dead ball kicking. And then there was a spate last night in the last 10 minutes where he had oh, the, ball, going everywhere. the ball at the far corner. And every time he was putting it out onto the left touchline. And I said to Chris, I said, Chris, I can't believe it. It's, 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 hit, it's hit out you know, the stand again. And the third time it happened, it cut to Eddie Howe on the sideline. <laughs> and you even could tell what he mouthed. And, you, you, and it was, fuck me. And you just... <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it a bit more oh, politely but with Chris. It was more like demon. You could see on Eddie Howe's face. And I think it also goes back to highlight what we've talked about quite a few times in the last few weeks. This is why in the summer we think there's going to be a replacement in the goalkeeping department. Because, I agree. I agree. Uh, don't get me wrong, he's a fantastic natural goalkeeper, but he's not what you would have as a goalkeeper nowadays where you're good with your distribution of your feet. That's really sets him apart from the elite world goalkeepers, in my opinion. I think that could be one of the reasons why he's not in the England squad now, because this season his kicking's been abysmal. Mm. I, I, I think, well, yeah, we are on the lookout for a keeper keeper in the summer. Someone to to to, to uh, challenge Pope as well. And I'd like to see a younger keeper come in, uh, because I think we'll, we will change it up. But, and the first part of your question, yeah, I, I, I agree. Okay, on the, I don't know what show it was, um, I, Pete asked, someone asked a question about would we give uh, the cells uh, extended contract? At that time, I said uh, no, but now I'm changing my mind. Um, flip flopping, I don't have a flip flop on, but if you did, I'd like uh, the 12th man. But uh, I, I would. Uh, Look, he's he, as you say, Richie. He, he behind the scenes, he's 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 come on leaps and bounds. Like uh, he's been Eddie Howe, so that can only be a good thing. So uh, long with that continue, and if he's happy to to sit it out in the background and come on and do the best uh, and get get a uh, run at, at cup games, great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's for me. But yeah, no, I no, I agree. I think um, yeah, I did notice it, Rich, about Nick Pope, and I'm just thinking I didn't see that as the Alfie though, was I like that? Um, but yeah, I think I think eventually we will we will have to you know we'll probably do similar to what Arteta's done at um, at Arsenal, you know, with Ramsdale, where we'll bring in a play a player to challenge Nick Pope, and then eventually I think we'll see that player take over Nick Pope. And you know what? I'm not I'm not bashing him at all. Like I, I think he's a good goalkeeper, and I think he's somebody who. You know, deserves to be in the squads, and he's someone who I'm happy with. But I do genuinely think that you know we could we could improve on him, and we probably do need to. Um, but again, you know, probably probably for another show, I'm sure. But uh, but yeah, yeah, I think um, I think it's something that we may look to improve on in the future. Headline: Chris is not bashing the pulp. Good. Um, <laughs> or is that Bishop? No, I can't like, get those mixed up. Um, right, I think there was something in the chat as well. 
Super chat. A super chat from Nobby Clark. Nobby, thank you very, very much, mate. Hey, very, very nice of you to donate. Thank you. Shah for me. So it's Nobby Clark's agreeing with myself and Mitch on that one. Can't believe uh, we uh, beat the champions of England and champions of France in the space of a week. Yeah, it's a great point, man. Nobby, great point. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite quite surreal, isn't it? I think there was a there was a picture as uh, on Twitter. Um was it on Twitter? Yeah, I think it was on Twitter and it showed the the, the last few results and uh, the results are fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um and long may that continue. Yeah. West Ham up next on Sunday. Uh but yeah, long may it continue. Richie's back with us as well. Welcome back, Richie. Um right, let's go to the questions, Chris. What have you got for us? Yeah, let's have a quick look. Um, so yeah, Daz, that was what you mentioned before. Munch said, "Would you give Lascelles yeah. another contract?" No, I would. After yeah. seeing, I thought I thought it was it was just a uh, once off, uh, but no, it's it's uh, some some work, serious work going on behind the scenes. Here's a question for you both from Jens Gardison. Uh, I wonder if Hugo Ekatike regrets joining PSG instead of us. Do you think? Do you think he was watching last night? Did he enjoy last night? <laughs> Couldn't care less. Yeah, I think he regrets join, uh, joining PSG full stop. Never mind us, um, yeah. um, because it's it's got, it hasn't gone well for him. And there's talk of him potentially Crystal Palace. So that's some change of direction as well. But, Jeez, yeah. tell me about it. Um, Mark Todd, and this is just a highlight to everyone, really. Mark Todd says, if you haven't already, look on TNT Sports and watch the unfiltered dreamland at St. James's Park. Superb footage of the game and the crowd. So anyone who hasn't seen that, thank you for putting that on, Mark. Um, anyone who hasn't seen that might be worth Cheers, a watch by the sounds of it. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, yeah, Rich Dobler makes a good point. It's not really a question, just an observation from Rich saying Longstaff goal was a prime example of Mbappe not helping the team. Let Trippier just run off him. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Mbappe looked really fed up last night, didn't he, boys? He looked really, really fed up at one point. And you could tell, I think the commentator said he just doesn't want to be there. Um, it's, a, it's a great advert for us um, as a team, as a club, as a city. Um, you know, anybody watching that, any prospective fan, I mean, you know, fast forward now to January or the summer and, you know, you've got a player coming in, you're trying to entice him to come and join Newcastle United. There's your coverage from last night. There's yeah. your coverage. Um, you know, who wouldn't want to play at St. James's Park like that for nights like that? Yeah, and to see what Eddie Howe can do to, to, to players as well. Like, there's so many examples now of, of how he's turned around so many careers. So, yeah, uh, Mbappe, we can turn things around for you as well, if you want. Uh, yeah. Daz, you say that. I kept joking that with Chris last night. Every time a Newcastle <laughs> player was walking over and they go in, you know, you, they could appreciate you like this as well, you know, if you like it. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark Pearson says, uh, Tonali played well, but did anyone notice Gordon encouraging him when to press? He's settling into the team, but he's still learning how's way. I think that's fair. Also, what I wanted to add, by the way, which I don't think we touched on, how how fantastic was Elliot Anderson when he came on yesterday? But Elliot Anderson, was yeah, brilliant. natural, yeah, yeah, really, fears really him at good. all, you know? No, no. Um, I thought he was, I thought he was outstanding when he came on. To be fair, I thought, I thought, um, you know what, to be fair, I thought, I thought Tonali played really well last night, actually. Um, and I was a bit, and I had a feeling he would go off and be the first change, 
because we know he's not up to the Eddie Howe fitness. As you know, like we've yeah. talked about with Anthony Gordon, Anthony Gordon's a different player now. He's had six months to the training, you know, before pre season. He didn't really have a pre season either because he was on a European tournament. So you might see a different finale the second half of the season, in my opinion. But I was a little bit surprised how early he went off. I thought he went off a little bit earlier than I expected. Yeah. I expected yeah, that did. typical 65th, <clears> 70 minute. But I think he went off near enough round when PSG scored, I think, wasn't it? It was around about that. So he was off a little bit earlier yeah. than I thought. But you know, See, Matt, uh, yeah, the scored in 55 and he was off on 64. Yeah, yeah. So I thought yeah, I yeah. thought he could have went a little bit longer because I thought he had a fantastic game. That midfield mm. three of Tonali, Bruno and uh, Longstaff, it's going to take a lot for Joel Linton and Willard to get back into their mind. It really, yeah. really is. Yeah. I think, interestingly, Mitch, I know we'll probably talk about this tomorrow, but uh, I can actually see Joe Linton coming in on the left wing for West Ham because obviously Anthony Gordon's out. Gordon, yeah. yeah. There's a spot there now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or maybe Isaac goes out to the left and Wilson plays through the middle. Who knows? But it's 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 a nice nice uh, nice problem to have, isn't it? When players come back from uh, from injury, so no, that's really good news. Um, so we've got two more things to say. Firstly, Daz, can you can you get that uh, that lovely super chat music on, please? Oh, we can. Super chat. Super chat from our good friends of the channel, Trolls. Trolls, good evening, mate. Thank you very much for the donation. Uh, and Trolls says, what a game. And credit where credit is due. Lascelles was amazing, like all of our players was. And Great. Totally agree. 100%. Totally agree. 110%. The last thing, and I've saved this for Yano, because um, this is a this is a lovely message from Yano. Um, Yano says, quick shout out for the boys watching on high. Chris A, Stu Ray, and Dave. Uh, RIP, lads. And yes. I'd say Yano. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think yellow spots on there. You know, the uh, the three lads would have been watching those owls, and they'd have loved that. Absolutely loved that. And that's it for the questions, boys. Thank you, Chris, for the questions. Um, just a quick shout out to the sponsors, and we close up then. Um, so, quick shout out to. Here we go. The radiator shed and uh, the lovely radiators that Russ has on offer there. So go check them out. Uh, there could even be new pictures or uh, new information from Russ. Uh, so check that out. Also, uh, if you need to get them installed, use the install works. Uh, Chris's other, uh, sorry, uh, Russ's other company that will uh, sort you out for that. <laughs> Chris, you got a company there. Uh, <laughs> on, the, on the side from Avon, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If you, if you turn up in the boy boy George outfit, though, I don't know if that's going to work. Um, but, no. <laughs> but yeah, and shout out to H2O Bathroom Design Co., the Northeast's largest supplier of Velcro and Botch bathroom. Team Valley Gates had over 20 years established, ran by the family, get down to the showroom on 11th Avenue, Team Valley Estate, Gates had. And you know already, and I know there's definitely new pictures here somewhere uh, from the guys at H2O, Bathroom Zanko. So yeah, check that out, uh, the latest. So that's it, lads. Um, of course, we've already mentioned what coming up at tomorrow at 9 o'clock is this man, Dan Lawless, in the house to cause, to disrupt and, and to cause all man, uh, means of trouble. So the Jamaican Georgie, George, Jordy is in the house. Yes, my, my limb sip is wearing off now. Um, but yes, that is it. Keep an eye on that one for tomorrow. Um, what a show, what a game, what a result. 
all you have to do now is hit that like button and subscribe. But uh, thanks everyone uh, for joining us. Thanks for all your, your messages in the chat. Um, Richie, there's only one thing left to say. Mm. How do you like that? Hey, good night, everyone. See you later.